Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 18. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontius, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook off his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names about your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul, and Galileo showed no concern whatsoever. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Centuria because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it's God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all of the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. 
When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. Now we're still in the midst of Paul's second missionary journey. In verse 1, after this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontius, who had recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. There's a, a lot to unpack in those two verses. And first, Paul met a Jew named Aquila. Notice Aquila is named first, and then his wife, Priscilla, is named after. These two individuals become companions of Paul uh, throughout the rest of his life, actually. But I want you to note that the man, Aquila, is listed first in the narrative, and then secondly, Priscilla. Why is this significant? Because as we move forward, the scriptures refer to them not as Aquila and Priscilla, but as Priscilla and Aquila. And so Priscilla moves to the forefront in the narrative as we go forward. Now, this is conjecture on my part, but typically that would indicate that Priscilla took a more predominant role in what was to occur in that she's named first. Culturally, that would be unusual. As you well know, um, uh, in the first century and Jewish culture, as well as in Greek culture, the women were, were more in the background than the forefront. But here initially, Luke records it as would be traditional. The husband is listed first, his wife Priscilla listed second. But henceforth, as we go through the, the rest of the New Testament, Priscilla will be the first one mentioned. And then they had to leave Rome because the Jewish emperor Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Now, this was one of many persecutions that the Jews have had to endure down through history. So all of the Jews had been forced out of Rome, and uh, these two, Aquila and Priscilla, found their way to Corinth, and there they met Paul. Very auspicious meeting. So they were to become co-workers with Paul. In verse 2, we read, Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. And so he, he stayed and worked with them in the making of tents, and he stayed with, and worked with them in the preaching of the gospel. And so this reference to tent making, Paul, for much of his ministry, Paul worked making tents to support himself in the different cities where he went. After he was incarcerated um, later, he was unable to make tents and he had to be supported by the believers around the world. But initially, he supported himself. And so in our generation, we will often refer to a pastor who is bivocational, he has a, another way of making money, as a tent maker. And we'll refer to the, the source of the income outside of the church as tent making. This is uh, honorable, it's noteworthy, it's not exclusively the way that the kingdom of God operates, but many godly men and women uh, function in secular employment, so-called secular employment, for their vocational pay and income, and then they work in the ministry of God um, without compensation or with very little compensation. Now, in verse 9, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. He said, Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. And so Paul was there um, still 
with Aquila and Priscilla in Corinth, and he was concerned, perhaps, that they were going to face difficulty and have to leave. But Paul ended up staying a year and a half teaching them the Word of God after Jesus appeared to him in a vision and gave him this word not to be afraid and to keep doing what he was doing. In verse 22, Paul returns to Jerusalem and then goes down to Antioch. And then in verse 23, Paul's third missionary journey begins as he leaves Antioch. The third missionary journey will run through Acts chapter 21. We're now somewhere around 53 AD. Uh, The third missionary journey will run approximately four years to 57 AD. And so we read in verse 23, After spending some time at Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the regions of Galatia and Phrygia, central Turkey, strengthening all of the disciples. So this was his pattern. He um, not only planted churches, he not only made disciples, he strengthened the disciples. He went back and visited the churches. He imparted to them over and over again, and he checked on them. This is true apostolic ministry, friends not just preaching the gospel like an evangelist, but going and building the church and strengthening the church and teaching the church and edifying it. This was Paul's pattern. We have another character who appears in this chapter, a man named Apollos. Verse 24, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. Now this Apollos has been named as a possible author to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, uh, the authorship is unknown. Some attribute it to Paul, but many do not. And this Apollos has been named as a possible author of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. This chapter says he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervency and taught about Jesus accurately, although he only knew the baptism of John. So imagine this. He taught that Jesus was the Messiah, but he had not experienced for himself the rebirth in Christ And he had only received the baptism of John, the baptism of repentance. But he spoke what he knew. He went to the synagogues and testified that Jesus was the Messiah. Then in verse 26, when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, apparently in the synagogue, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. Now take note, when Priscilla first is mentioned, and then her husband Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home And they both explained to him the way of God more accurately. Some believe that a a woman can, in no circumstances, teach a man. Here we have the woman, Priscilla, the very anointed co-laborer of Paul, teaching this man, Apollos, the way of the Lord. And so it's certainly biblical. Yes, her husband was there with her. If you want to make that conditional, that's fine. But Priscilla was teaching this man, Apollos, and he needed to hear what she had to teach. So Apollos um, wanted to go to Achaia. The brothers and sisters encouraged him to do there, and he was a great help there after having received instruction from Aquila and Priscilla. He vigorously refuted the Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah. So I just want to say the Lord calls men, the Lord calls women. The Lord calls some to be tent makers. The Lord calls some to work vocationally for churches and receive their income that way. But all of us are called to serve the Lord Jesus whether in so-called secular vocations or in sacred vocations like ministry and various other professions related to the gospel. Lord, I thank you for the listeners. They're all full-time laborers for your kingdom, whether engaged in their employment in the government or in a church. 
They're all here to serve you. We're all here about the business of the King and the kingdom. We thank you, King Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.